With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. It's Wednesday morning. By the time this episode comes out, we'll be about 48 hours from the FPL deadline. How are you feeling? No, horrible. Feeling horrible. That is freaking close. We're close. Proper close. Yeah, no, I I feel very, very bad. I feel giddy and nervous, like very simultaneously. Yeah, I, I don't have any giddiness. I just like dread and terror. I just know that I'm not going to go with the template dare team and I'm going to have all these fucks and I'm going to get like 40 point game week one, 2.5 mil OR, and it's going to all start. You mean you don't have Fraser, Callum, and King in your current draft? <laughs> I have no Bournemouth players and I haven't <laughs> for some time. So Whoops. when Bournemouth put up four against fucking the Blades, I'm going to be. Finding some blades to insert into my body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. I feel the same way. Every tinker, I have to sort of check myself in the mirror with like, for me at least, it comes down to like, do I want to try hard and get the highest rank I can or do I want to just, you know, live like I always have and just have fun and get guys I like? It's, I can't so that's have, our, that's our problem. Can't have both. No, there's, just, there's almost no overlap. Like Perez is like the only overlap. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Alright, before we so this is our last pod before, you know, the whole shebang and lineup lambs, I guess tomorrow night. But before we move on and just dive into mostly questions and our teams and stuff, uh, just wanted to say the prize league is now open for Patreon subscribers. Um, if you are a subscriber, you should see a post on our page, patreon.com slash FMLPL. And people who are subscribed at the Slack level, I put it in the content channel, the topic in the main channel festival. I added everyone. You should fucking see it by now. Fill out a little thing, get the code. Good job by you. Yeah, and for new listeners, the prizes are like cheeky little mug. You can get, you could see some pics of past winners on our website, FMLFPL.com. So you get in there. Yeah, and and it's the winner of every month. So even if you're having a fucking shit ass season, anyone can have like a flyer month. Um, and we did it, you know, for that reason. So the same people don't just win it every every month. But um, yeah, it's gonna be a mug, and then we're throwing in some other shit this season. So you know that that's fun. More prizes are good, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. So. What do you want to do? We have actually a million questions. We have, we could talk about our current tinkers. We could talk about anything you want to talk about. What do you, what do you want to do here? 
god should we just do are questions we, are we running i feel so nervous right did you now say are we running long <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes in, three minutes in, really. Ten, oh ten minutes God. into the Skype call, three minutes in. I feel just like embarrassed that I don't have the template. Like I'm looking around at yeah. all these other like great FPL managers. Like oh, like slow and steady. You can't win week one FPL, but you can lose it. Like yeah, Raz, Mo, like defense, blah, blah, blah. and I'm just like. Fuck that! Like I don't. I'm like, I mean, I'm just so far away from that now, and now it's the point where I'm just like losing it because I'm looking at my team. I'm like, oh shit! Like I don't have anyone who anyone else has. I know, oh dude. I, and the, one of my favorite concepts that we ever talked about on the pod was the idea of like a side hoe, a Gumar team, just to like get out that like fuck that feeling that. To get away from the template and just get all the guys we like and just have like a fun team that we fuck on the side and then just go like, yeah, more template, more slow, patient, et cetera, in the main. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I've had John Joe on my team for three days. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm oh like, oh yeah, 0. 0.5 God. is definitely worth it for John Joe over Dindonk. <laughs> like, that's so <laughs> dumb. But I'm just like, I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, great pick, great pick. <laughs> I feel, there's got to be like a psychological disorder where that there's got to be a name for like the ability to talk yourself into and out of everything because I'm the exact same way like I could you I could sell fucking like Callum Robinson to anyone right now like he's the best player in the game obviously auto include but Talk myself out of like Sterling. He's <laughs> just like 230 <laughs> points a year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like no, no, yeah, it's bad yeah. value, bad value. And then I'm just like, all air, Callum Robinson, like Montoya. Like, easy, easy game. Yeah. Uh, all right. So why don't we, why don't we at least start with the absolute soup that we both are definitely going to be starting with? Callum Robinson, you just met, who you just mentioned. So we got. A, I mean, give me the history because this was very quick moving, like quick okay. moving stock. The real, the timeline of Cal Rob, Cali Rob joining our our squads and pretty much everyone's squad in Slack by now. I feel like well, we're just bullying people at this point. Yeah, we like <laughs> shitted on Sheffield, Sheffield United on on the pod and. Got like a long, extremely long write up on Reddit from a hardcore fan of like why we're wrong about a lot of the things. It was a good read and I did more research and I was like, yeah, like you're right. This, there are guys on this team, blah, blah, blah. You know, fast forward some hours later, Davy Boy's on Slack talking about how Callum County's Robinson is just the first name in his team sheet. And like his friend's a Sheffield United fan. He's going insane about how good Callum is. Like, blah, blah, blah. Do more research. Like, check it out. We got people, people wrote in like Jamax Robinson in, J Flow. Who the fuck is Callum Robinson? Why does everyone love him all of a sudden? It just starts spiraling out of control with like the goal, the, Compilation of goals last season. His goals this preseason were like very classy, and he scored a fucking lot of them. He's been on fire. Wait, his Pornhub compilation was good. Yeah, his Pornhub compilation was insane. Which also is one of the every single player in the history of the universe has a good compilation. But that's besides the point. (laughs) Someone, someone put on Slack like Montoya, like Montoya. 
like skills and like crosses or something. Oh I'm like, what God. the fuck is this? I mean, Martin Montoya, Barcelona, former Barca. You know, he's he's got, just, yeah, he's got skills. It just shows him like taking on someone running down the byline, like at the halfway line, like cut to a new clip. Yeah, like what he's like, like scouts, like oh yeah, 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 like he can do that. Like, All right, but keep keep going, keep going. I mean, there's not that much after that. It just started spiraling out of control, like. I will say, oh, I'll end it with there is a little bit of pumping on the brakes, but basically until, you know, recently, he's just been like so nailed as a second striker. He's a 5 5 mid, out of position striker, scoring at will, good record. Um, he was injured for a bunch of last season, but still had like a good goal scoring record and. Yeah, I mean that that's mostly it for me. But then but then they bought yeah, I mean, McBurney and that's a little bit sketchy. Yeah, McLaddy. I mean, I, it, that was the thing, you know, reading that guy's Reddit post and then I also did a little bit more digging through the interwebs and, you know. Yeah. He's got at stats and a good point made was that he was a big buy for them. I I didn't realize that. I thought he was just like some anonymous. I mean, the name is like you're an anonymous human. Like right. I don't even know what you're doing. But he was a big buy for them, and he's you know he's reportedly you know has good skills. But you know the five five spot out of position is just uh, you know there's not a lot of downside there. And I mean I think we've both spent a lot of hours over the last month looking at like the six five and under midfield bracket. And other than Iozzi, there's just not anything really to me that like clicks or stands out. So when you're looking at a pun of this nature, I mean obviously this is flying directly in the face of our Advice of don't go for like promoted players, promoted punts, especially not punts. Yeah, it's just the most opposite of what we say. So obviously we're going to do that. That's that's a no brainer. That's a stone cold lock. But you know, it's just it is the place that you want to and can't afford to punt. You know, he unfortunately though the the main issue with him to me is just the fixtures are not good. I've seen a lot of like hype on of of Wilder that he's just a genius and he's like a really good manager. That's what a lot of people. I'm excited about. about yeah, I'm excited about that aspect, even though, you know, the Sheffield United squad on paper doesn't look like any great shakes, you know, not, not a lot of familiar names there, but, you know, they, they were a good unit last season, and, you know, teams like that, that, you know, kind of make some tweaks around the edges, but largely are going to be intact, you know, seem like they could, they could do okay, and, you know, at Bournemouth Home Palace, those are those are reasonable fixtures for goals, I think. So, you yeah. know, I, I, yeah, I think that, I mean, in all seriousness, I think at the 5-5 mil, mid spot there, I think it's a pretty good gamble. Um, you know, the one, one other issue that you'll be looking at, you know, we, we don't know when we're going to wild card, but game week four at Chelsea's, you know, we don't know if that's a good or a bad fixture. And then home Southampton game week five, but then the fixtures get pretty bad. They have at Everton, home, home Liverpool, at Watford, home Arsenal, like game week six to nine. Yeah. So we're going to have to, going to have to reassess at that point. Yeah. And, that's when we move on probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I mean, I don't know if, I mean, there, we have years where five, five mids don't emerge the whole season. I mean, we had Fraze last year. Year before, I don't think there was anyone, and then there was Mars and a Rambo, maybe. So, you know, we don't know if there's going to be a guy in this spot that you could like side swap, but it seems like yeah. there is to me. Like a 5 5 or a 6 is really going to emerge. Like whether yeah, it's a like six, Robinson, yes. Trossard, McGinn, yeah. like there are actually a lot of names there. Yeah, there are. There are some names there. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, that's, it was unfortunate someone on, I mean, I don't like look at the FPL fucking app, like bullshit little, I mean, you can't call them articles. They're like Twitter blurbs about players. But apparently, that he was on it like a couple of days ago or yesterday uh, or gotcha. something. 
someone on, on Slack was saying that, so that's unfortunate because the sheep will be sheep with the sheep. I'm sure sheeping. no one's going to get them, though. Let's be fucking honest. But I, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm glad you brought up Wilder, though, because I think it was the Stats Mom preview I read on Sheffield United. I don't know. My head is like I've. I'm spread way too thin. There's too much content in the world, but I think it was stats bomb, and they were <clears throat> they mentioned Wilder and his history of just really positive, really good attacking record, you know, and at basically every every place he's managed, and then he came to Sheffield, and you know, it, their numbers look conservative because they conceded so few goals and they scored a lot less than say Norwich, but. Really, they were like clever, good attacking. I think they had the highest XG per shot in the championship. So even though yeah, they didn't score that, that many yeah. goals, they they got really good chances. Like their average chance was better than every other team. And then they had the lowest XG per shot conceded, which is you know that's just nice little symmetry right there. You know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, that's Cal. All right, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, you feel a little better. Yeah, I'm getting calmer. I'm calming down. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you want to start with questions? Why don't we just do run through our teams, guys? what we're looking at right now? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it sounds good. So what are you on for Keeper? I put Pope back in. Yeah, Pope is an obvious, really good pick. Um, I, I, I mean, Hart, I just can't imagine Hart playing that position, I just can't see that happening. So I think he's just I'm too bad. I, I yeah. I mean, everyone knows that, and I think it'll work itself out. I mean, you know, I think the minutes in preseason. You know, we know that Pope was injured, but it's a little bit misleading when you look at like the amount that Hart got because I think Burnley had a lot of preseason games and they did like split squad shit. So like him and Heaton were playing. Like they had a lot of games. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Pope. Is fit obviously he played ninety so and he's a goalkeeper so he just has to be able to walk I mean and, and I mean, like, and, they don't fucking move so he seems like he's going to be okay there for game week one and uh, moving forward uh, on the most basic possible like statistical level if you just open up Hart's page and open up Pope's page Hart's last two seasons seventeen hundred minutes weirdly played the exact same number of minutes which I don't understand but seventeen hundred minutes forty one goals conceded last year. 39 goals conceded the year before in 1,700 minutes. Pope's one full season is 3,100 minutes, and he conceded 35 goals. So, yeah, I mean, almost okay. double you, the time, and he concedes less goals. It's just. Are you are you on Pope like pretty steadily? I have changed to Ederson. Mm, okay, so, okay. there are many reasons to not like it. Um, I I mean, like. The main reason being, if Pope does what we expect Pope to do, then Ederson and Allison aren't going to outscore him by that much, which is like, you know, goes back to the value thing. Also, teams probably a little bit less flexible when you go with a premium keeper just because there's less money in all the other positions and you, you never really use transfers on keepers unless they're hurt. So those are bad and reasons I don't like it, but. When it came down to it, I just kept tinkering like Laporte, Stones, and Chenko, like all these guys, and I just couldn't. I was just getting such a headache, like trying to figure out the right combination of guys that I was happy with, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. In the end, I was just like, well, Ederson and Allison obviously outscored every defender in the game except for other Liverpool and City defenders. 
he's just the only actual 100% nailed and fit player at City, you know, in the back line. And I don't know. I just, they're going to keep another 20 clean sheets. Like, they're, they are that good. So I, I don't know. I just see it as like the one, maybe one of the only spots where I'm just like, this is just my like set and forget. Like, I don't have to deal with Stones and Zinchenko and Laporte not being fit. I can just like, you know, get a hundred. 60, 170 points from this one spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's as good of an argument for Ederson as you'll hear. I, I don't have any issue with any of that. So if you like the rest of the team with the six mil, you know, spending 10, 10 mil at the back, then. Right. So I think that's a good job. But yeah. All right. Thanks, bro. All right. All right. Um, what's your back Eddie, line? What's your formation good. right now? Um, I'm still in like a 442, like kind of weird hybrid y type team. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the only thing in my defense that I haven't touched is having the two Liverpool guys. So it's Robbo and Van Dyke. I'm still playing around Van Dyke or Trent or Trent. I don't I don't know where I'm gonna. I mean, it's really part of hard. me wants. It's really hard. Part of me wants to go for the f- explosivity of the fullback before Champions League starts, and Trent might be perceived in, in, as more of a rotation risk. But the other part is like Van Dyke's just a, a lock and safe, and he still attacks himself. So I'm I need to figure that out. But otherwise, I've been all over the fucking shop with my other three spots. Well, just on um, trend for a second, I, and someone yeah, brought it up in Slack. Is just I'm like I'm I'm on Trent right now. So don't I'm not trying to like argue against him. But already game week two, you could see rotation like that oh, wouldn't one. be. No, because they're going to play in the fucking Super Cup in Istanbul on like what when- the fuck is the Super Cup? It's the winner of the Champions League versus the winner of the Europa League. So oh in the middle God. of game week Are one you and game week me? two, not kidding. Middle is of that game a week thing one that happens every year. Yeah, it happens every year. They're going to they're flying to Istanbul to play Chelsea, which. I don't know if Klopp is going to just fuck it off. I I wish he would, Wait, but he hold, prob- Hang on. Hold on, hold on. Okay. So is this like a serious game that the teams take seriously and play like first team players? I mean, it's like the community shield. Like it's tech it's like quote unquote a trophy, but it's a joke and like no one really cares Jesus. about it, but I think they'll probably play their strongest lineup. And this um, is between August 9th, Game Week 1, and August 17th, Game Week 2. That's when this game's being played. Yeah, they're flying In fucking Turkey. To Istanbul, playing there on Wednesday, August fourteenth, and then flying back, and they have fucking away Southampton on Saturday. So, if there's a game where like if they're playing the strongest lineup in Turkey, then Trent is a part of it. And then if you're gonna like rest, you know, rotate anyone, it's probably gonna be the fullbacks and probably gonna be Trent. And that's like three ish days later, you know, with the flight from fucking Turkey. I can't, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around this. That yeah. that that Trent's like a risk game week two already. I, yep. I don't, I don't know. Yep. I don't know what that, what's happening right now. Yep, that's right. that's what's happening. So yeah, but anyway, you know, go back to what you were saying about the rest of your defense. I'm on until I'm on, t- on that sweet tea right now. I'm just tilted out of my mind. Oh, I just <laughs> I, I just fucked your whole day. Up. <laughs> How is that a thing that's been happening? First of all, every year that I've never heard of. Like, do I just have like dissociate? Like, I black it out. I think you just blinders. And honestly, usually I don't have like 
I, I don't remember. This is just from my head, but I feel like usually it happens before the season starts, and England is just starting ahead of like the other big five leagues in Europe for no fucking reason at all. Like Klopp was complaining about that with Mane, and he was like, I talked to Ancelotti, and like Koulibaly has four weeks off, and Mane has to like come back already. But I think usually it happens before the season starts, and this that England is just fucking dumb, and they just are doing this. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, let's, I need to, let's focus, 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 focus. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know what I'm going to do with that information. I can't process it fully right now, but I have, uh, I have Montoya in. Um, I, I don't think Brighton defense is good, but I do think that a four or five out of position wing back is good. He's not a promoted side, and they've got a few good home fixtures in the opening. You know, he's not a player I really want to start away. Um, and you know, they're they're usually good at the Amex, and I, I don't expect many cleans, but I think that there's attacking potential there. I mean, he's he's pretty good player. You know, he's a good pedigree and he's reasonably good crosser from the compilation video I saw. <laughs> So he's got a spot at four or five. Yeah, I mean, um, he, he got four assists the year before Brighton got him with Valencia, and and the year before that he had two goals and one assist. Like he he comes from he Barcelona and yeah. La Liga, like he can do stuff. He hit the bar last game for them. Uh, just saying, guys. And then I have, I mean, I have the soupiest, puntiest shit of life. Oh, I have, God. I have AMN, the Maitland Niles, yes. and I. I have a couple, you know, double-barreled guys, and I have KWP Kyle Walker Peters in at my other two spots. So, so you know, ro- are you rotating those three? Because you said wild. four for two. I mean, it's just pure wild, man. Because I okay, have okay. John Joe in at fifth spot, so I would be basically rotating two spots for those four. I mean, obviously, I've also played around with Jack at that spot. It would be ridiculous not to consider that. So I was looking at something like that. Oh my god, um, you're really off the rails. <laughs> what did I told you, I'm going to call fucking... your wife after this and just okay, check. To check. I, I, I fucking told you before we started Holy what I'm shit. up to right now. This is just That's putting together a team of paper mache right now. <laughs> That's where I'm We're in like at. third grade art class. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, I mean, basically, I don't know if I'm just like, this is unconscious sabotage of like early wild card, and this is what I'm, I have to do to get there. Cause I've been talking, you know, I right, talked about it last right, season. Right. So that's, that's working, then that's playing in there somewhere. But yeah, I mean, basically, they don't rotate like super great, but. <laughs> Okay, Holy hear me shit. out. I have an actual real. I mean, I um, yeah. I want to hear the real shit. I mean, okay. I like all of the shit, but I want to hear the real shit. <laughs> so I took a little bit of a step back from this premium defense discussion, like, and I was trying to analyze really what's happening. Here, okay. Right. So defenders have been scoring a lot of points last season, right? And we have a lot of like attacking fullbacky, wingbacky type guys who are semi out of position, and. We're seeing a lot of teams with like four premiums at the back, and realistically, what you're looking at are two two Liverpool Dean, and then either a five five guy like a Zinchenko type, or you know, or or uh, fucking what is it, Coleman, Coleman or something like that. So you know, we're we're looking at that. So that's fine, okay. But Laporte at six five is a bit tenuous to me because 
he had six attacking returns, and I mean, he got most of those attacking returns from like game like twenty five on. Yeah, and I don't think that he's going to hit that mark again. And at six five, you know, for the center back, I, like you mentioned with Ederson, like okay, that's fine. But the difference is with Laporte, there are three five five defenders on City, and one of them is going to play. I mean, one of them is going to emerge as value. So, and then we had the same thing with Dean. Like, okay, Dean's going to be a little bit different category because his attacking stats are very good, and you know they're getting an actual striker in, and this is nice, and he's on some set pieces. This is nice as well. But it must be said, I think that we're getting a little carried away. This is actually he plays for Everton. He plays for Everton Football Club. He does not play for a top four team. He plays for Everton. And he's a six million defender. So I don't like that. I just don't think that that's good. For, there's something that is charging against that for me when I'm looking away from the template, like, oh, 55 chances created last year, 70 or whatever. And like he had a couple of worldy free kick goals. Like he's a six million defender on Everton. I'm looking at, you know, like Coleman for 0.52, like, okay, like maybe, but. Like when I'm looking at like Spurs, right? Like Spurs defenders are five five, and this is the unanimously like third place team. Like there's value. They don't have a lot of attacking intent, but like that's value to me. It's like value in defense is getting premium team clean sheets for as cheap as possible. It's not necessarily jamming in the six million plus because they're playing fullback. The Liverpool defenders don't need an argument. I mean, the, all three of them are fantastic. I mean, you shouldn't not have at least, you know, probably two with, with Mo or whatever. Yeah. But when I look around elsewhere, I just don't see things that look great. So, like, when I'm looking at like Kyle Walker Peters, I mean, there's obvious risk there. He's five million, so there's going to be risk for a reason. But, you know, he, there is a world where he just makes that spot his own and he takes a step forward. I, it's not likely, but at the very worst case, you know, I'm going to be. Buying in for two, you know, should be cleans with home Villa, home Newcastle in the first three, and then you know I, I, I'll be able to reassess or whatever. So, like I, I'm looking at Zinchenko still too, just because you know they don't really have a lot of players to play that position, and you know getting value in the cheapest guy on the city is like I don't want Laporte, I want the five five guy. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be Zinchenko or Stones, but it's going to be one of them. I mean, one someone's got to play second center back position, and someone has to play left back, and Mendy's dead. So, like. I, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. And, you know, Manly Niles, like, the fixtures are pretty mixed. Like, okay, first two, he plays for Arsenal. Obviously, they've been a sieve, but, you know, he's, he's attacking and he's five. I mean, I could, you know, I could go down to someone like Gaza Cahill. Like, he rotates better with Montoya, but, you know, that, that's where I'm going there. So I'm not that sure where I'm going to land. I mean, it's very off base, but I don't know. What do you think about all this fucking spouting nonsense that I'm going in here? I mean, I think a lot of it makes sense. I think, People are, I mean, I'm really heavy at the back right now, and I think it is very like template and like mindless to just go that route. I do, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean with Everton, but the fixtures are what they are. And, you know, although over the course of the season, you know, they're not going to keep as many clean sheets as like, you know, the top two, maybe the top three. I mean, they still kept a lot last season, and with their run, they only faced City and Spurs in the first fucking 14 game weeks of of the top six like no matter if they get 10 cleans or 13 cleans this season like a lot of them are gonna probably come in the first 14 game weeks right here yeah that's fair you know so like in a it's we had this talk on the opposite ends of the spectrum when i was worried about gay and you kind of said the same thing back to me 
And it's like, I have this problem a lot, especially in like tinker season where I'm, I have to try and separate sort of the like long-term set and forgets and the medium-term guys and the short-term guys in my head. And I have a hard time doing it because when I build my team, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking long-term. I'm always thinking like, well, this guy's going to score 200 points. So like, I obviously want him in my team, but that's not really the best way to build the team because, you know, we're all going to use our wild card by like game week six, seven, eight, latest probably most seasons. And, and we're all going to be using our free transfers and changing lots of spots all throughout the season. There's, there's very few people and teams where you actually have like set and forgets from like game week one to game week 38, unless you're Derek. And it's like, so I'm trying to think less long term with a lot of my picks. And, you know, so I, I actually have Dean and Coleman in my current draft, like for that reason, because I'm thinking more okay. like in whatever the game week one to whenever I wildcard window is, their fixtures are good enough that I think they might clean at like a premium team rate and they're super attacking is like, that would be like why I would have them. But I do know what you mean. I mean, someone, someone probably will emerge from like Arsenal Spurs, even Chelsea, like 5 million guy or something that's nailed. And I think we'll all eventually go there probably on wildcard or, you know, with transfers or whatever. But to start the season, they all carry so much like rotation risk. And like you said with, with Maitland Niles, I mean, he's, he is the only right back, but like his fi- his fixtures game week three and four are just so bad that you don't even. Like- I mean, Chambers Chambers could play right back, but yeah, yeah, but he's slow and like awkward, and uh, Emery traditionally likes like bombing yeah, on full no, no, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, I like, mean, yeah, what you're I, saying makes sense about the fixtures. I mean, we have talked about that and that, you know, that, that the fixtures are good for Everett and so the cleans could come early and, you know, he could be good and then you right. don't, and you, you downgrade to any of the value that emerges. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. So like I mean, he, I'll, I'll I could see put, a world where it's like game week eight or something wild card and you go like Dean to Maitland Isles, Dean to KWP, Dean to whoever's playing on Chelsea, you know, like I, that, that's a very realistic thing, I think, but to start all right, all right, like all right, all right, all right. I'll put Dean back in a little. <laughs> yeah, Dean. Is, I mean, I guess I could talk about Dean and Coleman. Like Dean. Yeah, so what do you who do, who do you have? You have, I have both two of Liverpool. Them. I have right now. I kind of changed Coleman. it up while we were talking, but I have Robbo, <laughs> VVD, Dean, and Coleman in a four four two. Okay, so super okay, right. heavy, like set and forget types of guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was looking more at Dean and and. I mean, you're right. Like those goals that he scored were kind of like freak worldy goals that probably won't happen again. I mean, he way overperformed his XG. Like he scored four goals, his XG is 1.2. You know, so he was shooting from very poor positions and scoring like freak insane worldies. But at the same time, he way underperformed his XA. He only had four four like real assists, and his XA is 7.7. And yeah, that's. That's way better than like even the Liverpool guys, right? Uh, it's it's about the Weren't same. They under I think. six. It's about the same. Okay. Yeah, uh, at least the numbers I'm looking at don't understand. Right, yeah, right, Rabo right. was eight point oh six, but played like two hundred more minutes or something okay. like that. Okay, okay. So and, a little worse, but okay. Keep going. Yeah, but basically, I mean, Dean is just insane, and like he like just to compare to you know Siggy, who is popular, I think in in the community, like. 
Dean has more key passes per 90, better XA per 90 than Siggy, you know, who's their quote unquote number 10. I just think you pair the fact that he's taking some set pieces, pair the fact that he creates a ton of chances, he should be getting more assists. I like the fact that Moise Keane is there, not Calvert Lewin. He's just way more explosive, better striker, and should be a better finisher. And pair that with the fixtures where, like I just said, I think they'll be cleaning like at roughly a, a premium rate, whatever that means. Then, like I just think he's just incredible. All right, all right, all right. See, and, this is what we do. This is what we do this on is the what pod. We do. And, and I, I, mean, I Coleman, go insane, and oh. then you pull me back to life, and then I put <laughs> Dean back in my team. So right. and, that's a good and, job. And Coleman is similar. I mean, obviously they're on the same team, so the clean. The clean point is the same. I mean, you brought it up. I, I think it was like the first pot of preseason, but the way that Everton ended the season, like Seamus was doing more of the like creating the really big chances, even if they weren't being finished, which again, I think Moise Keane will help with. You know, he, he ended the season really strong, creating chances, etc. He also has a goal in him when Dean really like doesn't. And I just did a little research before before potting, but. And this is obvious, but it's also just good to look at. But his record, Coleman's record against against teams he's played a lot against. You know, the, against the top six, he has seventy six matches in his career. He has three goals and nine assists. And then the other teams that he's played against ten or more times, eighty four matches, he has seven goals and ten assists. So like. It makes I don't sense know what to do with that, but well, going. it just makes sense with like the game script. Like they're they're pinning the worst teams back more, you know. And Coleman can make those yeah. overlapping runs into the box or whatever, and he scores the majority of his goals against the non top six. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to say like, oh, he's going to score a million goals in the first 14 game weeks, but it's definitely there, and it's definitely something offers. And you know, for those who don't remember goals for defenders are really fucking good in six points. So, you know, I just, I like having both of them. I mean, I was the one who was scared about no, no gay, but it must be said, I mean, like there's nothing that would give me more confidence in a team than just, they had, they clearly had a plan for it immediately. Like the next day they were just getting Kabamin and they had already gotten Delph. And like, I like that. Like, I feel like their business has been really good recently. And I, I like the fact that they had the replacement already picked out that defensive midfielder from Mines. And, you know, he, maybe he's not going to be quite as good as Gay, but he should be. I, I, I trust them to like get someone pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I mean Andre Gomez still there too. He's yep. he's good, and I mean luckily also for them, Delph got hurt, so he can't play. <laughs> so that's really fucking good for their defense. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking good. All right, so you're on double double Liverpool town. I'm just players. mercy side, mercy side for mercy side. <clears throat> All right, I mean I have no problem with that. I, I just put Dean back in. I need to call. I, this is like okay, calm down, calm down, fine. Yeah, fine, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. I mean we all have our like. Our weaknesses, you know, it's like Ugh. we're walking through like Willy Wonka's right now, and like you just have like an infinite <laughs> yeah. gobstopper in your mouth. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, that's in my pocket. There's no question I'm stealing that. Yeah, no it's question. Just like, come on, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. All right. So that's defense for right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, so I did just put. I, I've been looking really hard at Gaza. 
I, yeah. I mean, we're we're bad. We are going to be really bad this year. Yeah, I don't know Palace how we're going to score struggle. goals. Yeah. We're going to struggle. But he does rotate well with Montoya, and we still have like the same players in defense ish. And he's not that old, and he's got a goal in him. I think he's a he's a pretty decent threat on set pieces, especially when everyone's focused on Benteke for some reason. God, he scored six goals in sixteen seventeen. I mean, that's a fucking lot of goals. Like, <laughs> that's a six ton goals, of goals is a lot. That's like almost reaching Vidic territory. Yeah, so, I mean, Duffy doesn't hit six goals. Well, if you count maybe own goals as well, him yeah, and yeah, and, true. Oh, yeah, Dwonky, true, true, Dwonky, Dwonky. So yeah, so I don't know. Gaz at four or five, he's next to Mom. I think that's. I mean, I think he's better than Tompkins. So we'll have to see how he settles. But I think that we should be like somewhat the same ish in defense. I mean, we haven't done any business. So I mean, losing Juan is obviously bad, but I think that, and we talked about this in Slack. I think that under Roy, Palace have just proven that pretty much no matter who's back there, they're going to be solid and and conservative and just like prevent good chances and be good defensively. And like uh, for the, you know, mid table ish teams there, they've been like the best or, you know, top two or top three defensive team in the mid table for, you know, several seasons in a row. So yeah, I do. I do. I am interested in in Cahill, and they have a really good first four fixtures. I mean, they've won bad, but home Everton, away Sheffield, Sheffield, and home Villa is really good. So yeah, okay. So that's it. Let's go to mid. So what are you looking at in your midfield right now? <clears throat> well, we both have Salah, I'm sure, and we both have Perez. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I mean, Mo is just basically. I, is coverage. I mean, I, I'm just too, too scared. Yeah, you know what Mo reminded me of? Remember when Rom first went to Manchester United and he was just like 60% owned? Yeah. We didn't have him all preseason that season. And, and when it came time for like this pod, like the one right before game week one, we were just like, we had like a, you know, heart to heart. And we we're just like, we're just being stupid. And it's just too risky to not have this player because they they that season United had as good fixtures as like Liverpool have this season, and it's just like the auto cap and the auto guy. It's just Salah is just so easy, but yeah. And I will definitely not own Salah season. There's no question I'm going to be ripping him out at some point. Right. But for right now, the, the first two fixtures, I mean, everyone and their dog capping him against Norwich. Yeah, it's just too it's too risky, I think. So that, that and then Perez, we've talked about him, we like him. So who else you got in your midfield? Well, we, apparently, I still haven't listened to the end of season pod from last season, but apparently, I said I said the words out of my face yeah. that like if Mo is playing some shitty team like Norwich in game week one, I'm just going to triple captain him. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, I can T- confirm. I listened back to TJC that. said, Alon, are you triple capping Mo? Like, I don't know. I guess I fucking have to. Like, I don't know. I, you I don't s- have to do shit. I say stuff on the pod all the time that I don't do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's up <laughs> to you. I do feel a little bit of pressure to do it. But regardless, yeah. the, the other two guys I have are Raz and Robinson. Yeah, so I have Robinson and, and Lukash. Oh, I, I'm Mr. Pretty, I'm pretty off Raz. I mean, I'm just a couple clicks away from putting Raz back in, <laughs> but I'm pretty off him for the Game Week 1 team. Okay. I unlike with Mo when he's going to be probably effective ownership somewhere in the 150s. Yeah. Raz is going to be effective ownership somewhere in like the 30s, I think, or 
the maybe well, over, four, a over 40. So whatever he's just not going to be captain. Is. And I mean, yeah. at West Ham home, Spurs 1-2. No one's going to captain him, I would expect, game week two. And then game week three at Bournemouth, when they have a good little run, I can maybe get him back and then. But as of right now, it's like... What I keep, I was talking on Slack about this with a bunch of the lads last night, is what it really comes down to is when I'm looking at either him versus one of the premium 11 million strikers, the main difference is I fucking hate the 6-5 and under forwards right now. Like, I can't talk myself into any of them. Right. But I love, like, Lucas or, like, Martial. Like, I love the 7-5 guys. So when I look at those pairs, like that swings it very wildly for me away from Raz and into one of the premium forward guys. So that that's kind of my thinking there. And I mean, I love Raz, obviously. He's a little Razzy boy. He's such a cute guy. But when he went in clean on the keeper and didn't get a shot attempt uh, off in the shield, like I have like, PT, I have like PTSD over that shit. Like him going in clean and not like even remotely, like he like does that often. And I'm like, oh my god! Like, what is, is this going to keep happening again? And the answer is yes. Yeah, it's, it's a challenging thing. Yes. For, it's a challenging thing for me, Alon. Yeah. No, so I that's what I'm. That, that's yeah. where I'm at on Raz. So I don't know. I mean, again, you know, no, nothing is set in stone, and you know, go with him, go with Adam. Like I, you know, he, I expect that he's going to be well over in the 200, 225, 50, whatever point range. And he's obviously great on the best attack in the league, but. For game week one, like when I'm looking at like the Kane and Obs with those really with like at least one like very very good home banker fixture, and getting that midfielder who I prefer strongly to like the six five striker yeah, forward player. Actually, I'm, you're you're, you're selling there. me hard on this. I actually like that reasoning a lot. I mean, saving yeah. a mill and and getting a seven seven or seven five midfielder and and like you know Kane or Obs with huge fixtures like huge explosion potential. Yeah, that that is a good reason, especially like I know we keep saying it, but like early wild card is is we're open to an early wild card more this season than we ever have been probably, and like if we need to rip it up and get double city attack at any point, like game week three or something, that can that can happen. Yeah, it, is, so, it is kind of difficult to get back to Raz is is a little bit of a factor. I mean, like well, it's. It's not because it's just the reverse of what I just said, and just figuring out where the six five six million striker is after a few games I, of data. I just mean difficult. That. It's like you don't really want to go into game week three using like your two free transfers or one transfer or or a hit to go, you know, obs. <clears throat> obs and midfielder to Raz and forward. I don't know. No, that's fair. That's fair. No, that that's fair. That's fair. Um, but no, I like your reasoning a lot. Yeah. The other thing too that I mean, this is a little. I mean, so I have Kane and Obs up top, and holy shit, game week two, game week two captaincy is a legitimate issue. And I'm, I mean, Obs, no, granted, Obs Burnley, like the okay, guy. low xG. Obs home Burnley game week two is really big to me. I mean, I don't. I'm definitely not captaining Mo at Southampton, especially since they have fucking eight games in a week. Apparently, like you just told me. Yeah, and, and Southampton I, played them really well under Ralph. Remember yeah, Southampton that game? do Southampton yeah. play them well. I mean, they just press hard. It's hard. It's yeah. they're, they're tough yeah, too, yeah. especially at home. And you know, City play Spurs. You, you just don't want a piece of that. So I think I think I mean Obs is just getting. He's in a lot of teams. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I very very seldom see him in like the Slack teams or like other. Like good manager, whatever the fuck that means, like teams, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. 
I think that's a little bit of a mistake. I, I think he should be in a lot more teams, and I think that that I mean that's a again that game week two captaincy is like a very significant thing that's playing on my mind. So, oh, I, dude, I really you're selling to, me super hard on OBS. Not really Kane, yeah, but oof. Yeah, I know you're off Kane. So, so tell me why you're so OBS. You know, hold on, whatever. hold on. We're so, still but, in midfield. Right. I, I still want to hear about oh Lucas. Oh my god, along. No, I, we're we're doing the thing where you know it's sort of like the Kaylee thing where our brain just moved too fast and we're not speaking fast enough. And you know, we gotta we gotta go through the things. Up your Arsenal said Lucas is Lucas actually a decent medium term option with Sun suspended, Al, Ali injured, and Erickson possibly out the door. Like what? What drew you to Lucas? So I've been going back and forth between him and Tony Gloves. Okay. I first of all, this Ollie injury is something of significance that it played is. on my head a little bit because it might mean that Lucas gets a little bit more run. Yeah. And it's also not like a million percent that if Lucas ha- plays well, the first couple of games that Suns just straight back in the first game he's back, like he could be subbed on or something. So, I mean, realistically, I'm Lucas is definitely a three week punt, not a two week punt. I mean, I'm gonna stick with him game week three, no matter what happens, and see if I mean, unless he gets injured, and see if he starts or not. Like if he starts, right. and like maybe I hang on to him for another week. Like if he's looking good and playing well, like I'm not sure, but basically, it's just those fixtures, right? I mean, home Villa is as good as it gets. At Seti obviously is one of the worst fixtures in the league, but you know he's still going to be countering and trying to get him behind. So he just feels, and then home Newcastle. I mean, if 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 I get two, if I get those two games from him, there's just a lot of points potential there, and it's you know it's obviously a short term pick. Yeah, I mean it's obviously a short term pick, and I don't rate him at all. I think he's pretty profligate, and I don't really think he's very good. But his positioning and role in the team is undisputed, and. When he's playing up top with Cannon, he's really the furthest guy forward. Uh, he's you way know, he further looks, forward. Yeah. yeah, he looks like he's going to be in the points. So For that's kind of where I'm thinking about him. But the, the counter argument there with Martial is, you know, he's also sort of out of position E. The fixtures aren't as good, and I mean, he's the kind of player that you know he could just be a mainstay. I mean, I could have him game like one and have him for fucking yeah. three months. Yeah. But I could also just get him laterally. You know, his yeah, fixtures get a little better. Smarter, game, right? yeah, like after game week two, you know, home Chelsea at Wolves, game week one and two. You know, I mean, home Chelsea could be great. I don't know what Chelsea are up to. They could score three, four. But you know, think, at Wolves, like, I mean, just go on. But I don't think Chelsea's defense is really like questionable. Like their defensive midfielders I, and their defenders and Kepa. I think it's just good. I don't so. One just a, a side tangent on, on Chelsea. I was listening to Totally Football this week, and I someone, I think it was Coxie, said that of every single manager in the division, yeah, the two managers yeah. that are yeah. least qualified based on their CV to manage a football team is Ole, Ole Solskjaer and Lampard and Fat Frank. Yep. They're playing each other. All it's got to look, but Fat Frank is an unproven, yeah, no, absolutely, complete absolutely. wild card manager. So they have Conte. But you, I, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. whatever that aside, Pogba. I mean, uh, Martial is like just going laterally to him makes more sense than starting and, yeah. and going for like the fireworks with Lukash. I think. Yeah. And so that's where I'm at there. I don't know. Yeah, I like it. No, I, I mean, I do like uh, Davy Boys on him and stuff, and also like. You know, for what it's worth, he's been red hot in preseason. He scored a really nice goal against Inter. Um, 
And I've been seeing. I haven't. I didn't watch any like Spurs preseason games or anything. But I've been seeing <laughs> chatter that they they've been like in a diamond a lot. So they've been playing with two up top, which is Kane plus Lucas or Kane plus Son. And then there's kind of like that number ten, like freer role behind them. And it's not necessarily Erickson or Ollie. I mean, it, it has been Ollie, but he's hurt. But my point basically is if they're playing that and Lucas is playing really well and he wants to get Son back in the team in game week three or whatever, then there is kind of another position Son can play, which is behind Kane and Lucas. Um, and they won't like yeah. lose a lot by doing that. So yeah, I, I think Lucas, as far as like guys where you're booking a transfer, he definitely to me has the highest upside. Like he I mean, like I said, I mean he actually has hat trick potential. He's fucking done it before, you know. We throw that around a lot, but he's actually done it before. So yeah. are yeah. we are we done in midfield? I think so. I mean, I don't need to talk about Sterling. And you're on Dendonker, I assume? Yeah, fucking piece. Well, now I am. I was on John Joe, but I had to put Dean back in. Cause <laughs> yeah. so. Okay, but so hold on. Is there any reason to just go for a different 4-5? Like, I know you talked about this last week with like the 4-0 goalie and stuff like that, which, by the way, I'm off button. Like, I'm, I'm still scared of it. Like, I don't want to have a 4-3 button on my team or something like that, but... Everyone in the Wait, world. What? Who do you have as your four zero? Then I just have this non-playing guy. He's literally not even on the team anymore. He's on. He's on Swansea. <laughs> okay. He's Wait, in the championship. Wow, he's on twenty six. Twenty six percent on. Yeah, I might have to get rid of. I Benny. just don't want any part of that. I just want some other four zero guy <laughs> who never plays because Button is also a four zero guy who never plays. Um, <laughs> Button is Hammer this year, and he's going to be like three eight by game week. <laughs> that's what I'm scared of. I just <laughs> yeah. don't want any part of that shit. And then also, I was thinking about it regarding Den Donker too. I mean, obviously, he's like. Nail. <laughs> I got you going. Once I get Walt going, we're really fucking going. But uh, Wait, which guy do you have? Woodman or, or Woodman. Chuck Norris? <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, Newcastle Woodman. keeper loaned to Swansea. He's not even in the league. Good job, right, man. Woodman's, Woodman's in. I'm joining you. <laughs> and the opportunity to get a championship player in FPL is just rare. You, you gotta take those opportunities. Way. All right. <laughs> Um, and then then Docker, I was thinking about it too. Like, okay, he's on Wolves. They're pretty good. He is probably starting. Like, he, he, but all things say he's starting, and that's great. And like, yeah, maybe he'll score the occasional goal or something. But he's fourteen point one percent owned. Like, basically everyone has him that I've I've seen on Slack and Twitter. But why? What's the point of really going with him over like Hayden or like some other nailed four or five? When like the price could drop, I, I'm just spitballing and thinking about like no, the same thing. Like, I, I mean, first of all, Hayden's not nailed. But aside, aside from that, the reason is every fucking team I see has a dead four five forward and a four zero defender who's like yeah, one that's quest, true, like that's true. quest. So you just want someone who's going to get a couple minutes if if he's outside. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, okay, good. you just want someone that can come in for a couple minutes. But the way that you're saying it, like like when I'm looking at my team right now, and I'm good, if I do do something like Montoya and Cahill as a rotation, then that would make sense for me to go like Hayden, who has is actually like good kind of and has some attacking threat. He seems nailed versus, to me. You really don't think he's nailed? 
They got that new kid, and they have, I think they have four spots for five players. I mean, like, I don't know who's going to drop out. They have Almiron, they have the Jolines, they've got the fucking long staff, little staff, double staff. Like, they've got a lot (laughs) of, they've got a lot of, a lot of action in midfield. So someone's going to have, like, you know, someone's going to have to miss out. He's basically been, like, sure starter in preseason for whatever that's worth. Um, Saint uh, Maximin or whatever. Yeah, Maximin he's like a winger, and, and Joey Linton is a forward. I mean, I think it's going to be like John Joe Hayden and Longstaff or something like that in in like central midfielders, and then like Almiron would be further forward, and yeah. And so what what formation is Bruce even in? Actually, I don't even. Really he's know. been playing three at the back, same as same yeah, formation yeah, yeah. as Rafa. Okay. Um, so I think that should should say so. You know, I mean, then they have the two they have the two midfield spots, and then they have, um, what two attackers? Is that am I adding correctly? Five plus no, f- they have two midfield spots, three attackers, sort of. Or, so they have or Almiron, three midfielders and two attackers. It, it so depends they how they set Almiron, up. new guy, new guy, long staff. No, I think Shelby. I honestly think it's. I think it's basically three central midfielders, Longstaff, Hayden, Shelby, in front of them, Almiron, in front of him, Joey Linton. So you think new St. Maximin, he's going to take some time? Yeah, I don't think like a, from everything I've seen about him, he's just like a pure, like dribbling winger and, you know, exciting talent and stuff, but that doesn't fit into that formation, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I I think Hayden, I mean, whenever I had tinkered around with, Three midfielders instead of four. Hayden was the first guy I put in next to yeah. Donks, but I think that's wor- that's worthy of some time spent to because like, like this is the kind of spot that you know you we don't really look at. We just kind of are like, oh, everyone's got Dendonk, like he's playing, right. like you said, that's you know. A, that's but, exactly but, what I mean. But but, but when, when the season starts off and we have two months in the books, and this is not a spot we spend a transfer on. And we look at you know Dendonker and we're like oh fuck like he came in twice and he got like one and two points because that's what he's going to do every and week. Now he costs four two. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean, he would have to lose his place to plummet, I think. But point taken, yeah. So I think that's a good job by you. I like that. I like that okay. a lot. Just throwing that out there. No, no it's good. It's good. Um, I, mean, I just put I put Hayden back in. I'm not yeah, I like Hayden. He can actually like do him. stuff. He's good. Yeah, yeah. He's actually good. I mean, he wanted to move away. He. he they had to have given him some assurances that he's going to be getting minutes to keep him or whatever, right? That makes sense. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so forward, so you're Obbs, Kane, and let me guess, Wickham? Obviously, Connor's going nowhere. He could be fucking 90% owned. Yeah. I mean, he's only 3% owned, but he's yeah, so much yeah, yeah. better than Benteke. I, I, I have trust that it's, it's going to happen. He's going to fucking be starting over Benteke this season. I yeah, can yeah, feel yeah. it happening. So I mean, you know, Kane. So Obs kind of made the case already. Really, first two games really good. You know, added fucking Pepega Pepe. They're they're just could be festivals scoring goals this season. And Do you think like you're planning Obst, on transferring him out? After I don't that? know. I, it, one million percent depends on what I see the first two games. I mean, at Liverpool is fucking garbage, dumpster fire, trash, worst fixture in the, of the season. Home Spurs is pretty great. I mean, I think that I always expect goals in that Darb, and then he's got it at Watford home. It is so, a high-scoring Darby, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So I only see one bad fixture in six, and it's very probable that I hold on to him. The only issue is then I don't know what I do about City, because my draft, if you've been following at home, dear listener, has uh, zero City players in it, so that's pretty psychotic. And I mean, Kane might be the make weight, but 
I know you're off Kane, but my, my case for Kane is just that he always scores points when he plays. And he had a break, and he's fit by all means. I understand the role. Maybe he's playing a little bit more reserved in the diamond or playing two up top, and maybe he's more of a support striker. I don't even necessarily know if that's bad. I mean, he can't take players on anyway. All he can do is like shift cleverly and get a shot off with like a little millisecond and try and top bin it. So <laughs> he's on pens. They seem to get some pens in such like this, and he just gets points. He's going to score 200-plus points this season if he plays 3,000 minutes, which he will always obviously do if he stays fit. And he's fit game week one, and it's kind of back to what you're talking about with Dean. I mean, you know, at City's bad game week two, we, we talked about if that fixture was game week five and Home Palace was game week two, and you look at one bad in the first five, everyone would be thinking, I think, a little bit differently about Kane. So I think that, you know, at 11, he's just going to be value. He's also a captainable at home. You know, they're also going to actually be playing at home for the first time in two years, which we haven't mentioned really on the pod at all, but yeah, I can't true. imagine that's going to, that's not going to hurt. So I just like Kane, you know, he's just he always is also just a good returner for me personally when I own him in FPL. I like feel good. My wife likes him. She's like you need Kane and I'm <laughs> like, yeah, cuz it rhymes with Kuhn, so like that feels good. Well, it doesn't rhyme with Kuhn. It has a first letter with Kuhn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what fucking shit you're talking about. I don't know. I'm excited about. It. I'm getting excited cuz I'm not so scared anymore. Yeah. No, I mean so that's where I'm at. You know, that's where I'm at. I can't really argue against any of those points. I mean, he does consistently return points whenever he plays in FPL. He hasn't been explosive for a while. He hasn't double. He hasn't scored. He hasn't braced since December. You know, since like before his injury, he's just been like kind of ticking along a goal or maybe an assist or something like that. And I don't know. I'm just. When I when I look at a guy that costs eleven million forward, I want them to sort of have the two three goal potential. Um, and like it's it's silly to say that King doesn't have that, and he's on pens and stuff. But he hasn't shown that for a long time. He hasn't shown. Well, he like, didn't. He didn't show a fucking showed to us last season. Like that's what he I'm was saying, like he, aw- he was he, awful. He just hasn't but he was, been good in a long time. Like. Kane levels I, of good. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I do think that having his first summer off in like five years yeah. is significant for him. And I yeah. think that I don't buy that he's going to repeat last season. He's not. That's not him. Like he has a strong track record, and the outlier is last season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can of course wait and see and be like, all right, I want to watch the first couple games and see what he's up to and if he's doing it. But I just feel strongly enough that he's like I don't want to miss home villa home Newcastle. I mean those are two of like the five or six fixtures of the season where you want Kane. And yeah. that's kind of where I, I I totally take your point about the lack of explosivity based on last season. But you know, we do know that this is an explosive player with hat tricks. He's had yeah, plenty for of them. Sure, so for sure. so yeah, you know that, that's where I'm at. And again, you know, I can't really like argue he's better than Raz. Like he's not, but I don't really think I need to make an argument that like I like Lucas more than like King, which yes, is right. more significant of a difference to me than what I'm doing here. So I don't know. So yeah, that's you're, what, you're what selling you me fucking hard on these guys, and you're you're a good salesman. I I don't really have anything else to say like against Kane in that regard. Like I guess one of the things with him is that like you're. You're still not going to captain him game week one because everyone has Mo, right? So it's like hurts his value. I, I a little might. Bit. I, I I might you actually. I might? really might. I I actually might. I I'm really thinking about it. Yeah, I, it's a little crazy, but I I I might. I might. 
I might do it. I might do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't have negative things to say against that. I mean, I think the biggest negative about your team right now is just no city players, which is diabolical. Oh, yeah. Big problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's yeah, 100% diabolical. Major problem. But uh, if yeah, you yeah. Think, can figure out a way to go like OBS to Raz in game week three, and maybe you can find like money for an, a city defender around the same time or something like that, then you'll be fine. I, like, I don't think. Not having City in Game Mix One and Two is going to like destroy you. No, I agree, and and it must be said as well. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but there is always the thing where you know a couple, a few games go, and Liverpool defense is just clicking like they were last season. And you know, I do, I get a third Liverpool defender, and I turn Mo into Raz like very yeah, easily. That's like, also that way, you know. So yep. that's if, and assuming that I look at my captaincy with between Kane, Obs, and Raz, and I have like a very good captaincy opportunity, which, which I expect, which is this is part of the reason why when I started tinkering, I was nowhere near Mo, is because of this reason. So we'll see about that. But what, what's your forward line right now? I own. I just have Callum Wilson and Soupy Haller, Haller, West Ham. Right, so talk to me. Talk to me about. Well, Callum is Callum, extremely right, Callum. safe. Uh, there's not that much I have to say about him. Just extremely safe, looking good, uh, Fraser's fit, really, really good first two fixtures, then maybe he's out of my team. Like, uh, that's, that's basically the, the beginning, middle, and end of, of Callum. But he's just good. He's just a good player. And yeah, Allaire... Fair. I don't know. It kind of goes back to what I was saying with like trying to differentiate the short term, mid term, long term. Like I look at him and I just see like his season totals. Like I just see like, you know, like 12 to 15 goals and double digit assists. And I'm just like, yes, like I want that player. And he has really good fixture, uh, fixtures gaming's two, three, four, five. I want that. Obviously, bookended with home city, home United is not great, especially city. But they're just not like what I was. The other version of this team, I kind of was on like Ings, and I was like spreading money out, or you know, just other like six five guys spreading money out in different places. But I just like don't like or really trust any of them, like enough to start my season with, and I just feel. So even though Allaire's like unproven in the prem, whatever the fuck, like he's just nailed a million percent nailed in the team, and he's just like been quality for two seasons. You know, even though it's in a different league, he's been like quality, and that's why his price was what it was. And I just feel like so unsafe with like, well, I, you know, I hate King and like Jota and Europa League and his fixtures and. You know, Delafay who's still flat, and the Burnley have bad fixtures, and they're and they're Burnley, and it's just like all led me back to like squeezing the funds to get to Allaire. Like I feel like he's like the safety net for me in that in that cheap range is Wilson and Allaire. Honestly, like the eight and seven five is like not risky and good players. Yeah, love it. I love, love the pick. Yeah. I just now I just want Kane and Ob, so I just want your team. <laughs> It'll wear off. The, the the snake oil salesman's pitch will wear off know. very quickly, I'm sure. I don't know. I my mouse is dangling over the X next to Raz. <laughs> Let's just say. Just like. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, all right, we need to do questions. We're about an hour. This will probably be another forty minutes. Is that cool? This is gonna be a long pod. Yeah, I'm having so there much fun. I'm gonna need a break. I'm gonna need a break to get some more water. But should we just do that now? 
Okay. Okay. All right. So we got a lot of questions. We got a long pot ahead of us. So let's just dive in. So I like this one. Jordan on Twitter, he said, for your final fireside pod, and fireside's the wrong you know, lingo, but that's okay. I found it useful to look at your final draft of your team and ask yourself, what do you feel good about? What do you sketch on? And what absolutely terrifies you? Reflect impossible final tinkers from there. So I think that's a good way to look at a team. We just went through our team. So I don't know. What are your answers, I guess? Um, I, I think rotating four or five defenders for a spot is sketch. I don't know how many points that's going to yield. Yeah. Um, I'm terrified about owning zero Man City players. And I don't know if that's where I'm going to land, but as of this moment, that terrifies me. And I feel good about, I don't know, maybe nothing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> your forwards. I think you you sounded like you felt good about your forwards, like Kane and Obs. Like Kane's your 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 baby blanket, your binky. <laughs> my binky. He's my binky. I love him. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. There you go. All right. What about you? What's your answer to these th- these three things? Um, I feel good about my double Everton defense. I like took me a long route to. Kind of get there, kind of started there, went away, came back. I feel good about them now. I'm definitely sketch on. I'm just sketch on like going to template, like going Mo and Raz, and just having like you know my money not distributed that well, and and just it's just super template and boring a little bit. And it's then what? Maybe boring, but it's super good. It's good, but like, I mean, yeah, I keep you going back. You have some and, fun things, like you have Allaire and I, you've got like your I double. Do. No, you I have do. Callum together. That'll be so fun for us. Uh, yeah, that'll be great. But I guess what I mean is like, I keep going back and forth with Raz because he's obviously amazing and he's 12 for a reason, but <clears throat> I'm not going to be captaining him. Game weeks one and two, maybe I'll captain him game week three. I probably will actually, so this is kind of stupid, but I just am like, I'm not getting the value out of a double digit guy. Like, I'd rather have OBS captain him game week two, so blah, blah, blah. And I just keep going through these debates, and then it always ends up in the same place. It was like, well, I'm not going to have no Man City players. You know, I'm not fucking crazy, so. Thanks. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I don't know. So that that's. I don't know. And then what absolutely terrifies me? I mean, it's just, I guess I'm just absolutely terrified that I'm going to just mad scientist my way to another like diabolical season like last season. I guess I'm just absolutely terrified of over managing and overthinking everything. Yeah. What terrifies me about your team is I'm going to. Like, look at FPL on Friday and click on your team, and it's going to just be random, like completely different. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look at it and just be like, like, 5 a.m. Tinker. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to, I'm going to look. You're going to have like De Gea Vertongen. Like, I'm going to just look and be like, oh my God, what did you do? And (laughs) Keita. Yeah, you're gonna have like Origi, like captain them. Like, yeah, oh captain no, Origi, so obvious. Yeah, no, that, right. I mean those are the same things, right? I'm terrified of myself. That's what I'm absolutely terrified. Of. I'm because I'm not. I'm gonna be incommunicado for like the five hours before the deadline. So oh God, I, you're gonna be alone. I need to just shut shut it all down then, and just yeah, I don't know, lock it in or something, but. All right, Rearview Inc. on Reddit, not safe for work question. What player that is not at all template 
is giving you a teardrop sized piece of jizz at the end of your cock whenever you think about their prospects in the season. So he's really talking about like that pre cum, not like the full, full, full load, you know? Pre cum. Pre cum. I mean, Callum Robinson, right? That's not pre cum, though. That's like the whole, the yeah, whole that's, thing. That's comes balls out. Deep, it all yeah. comes, it all comes out, it all comes out. Pre cum. I think maybe for me, it's like a layer. Because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know that Callum Robinson is the best midfielder in the game. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I don't know Whoa. if Allaire's going to hit those heights. Like, yeah, in the you first don't know few if he's incredible weeks. or, yeah. like, not that good. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what and West Ham has such a good record of paying lots of money for strikers. So it's going to be. They haven't great. had a good striker in our lifetime. Yeah, actually. Um, what about you? What are you? Is there I anyone get, coming to I guess, mind? Yeah, the, the first place I go is just kind of like Villa. Like I just love Graylish and I love McGinn. And like I'm interested in even like Wesley. Like he this fucking like comes from like the Belgian league. No no idea what he's about. I just feel like I don't know, I'm just like excited about them for some reason. I think a lot of the FPL people I follow on Twitter are Villa fans and they're always like posting clips and like quotes and like all this shit and I'm just like yes like Gilbert like get in there like I'm just like yeah like a bunch of like punty guys like that I, I'm interested in okay. um <laughs> like what the fuck formation is best I've literally tinkered every format except 343 I've been pretty much on 442 for three or so four weeks I think it's the best um what yeah what don't you I like about five at the back? It really is I mean there are many things actually. Okay. Um first thing is I don't think that there are enough like alternative options that are good where you could go mm. in a straight right. swap. Like if you have five like five and a half plus midfielders or defenders and like one or two of them, like you know, maybe everyone don't keep a clean in the first three and you're like, Holy shit, what do I do? Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. Yeah, no, no. I mean, what are you going to buy, like fucking Pereira and stick with your five at the back? That's ridiculous. So that's one thing. I mean, it's so funny that they price Doc at six. It's so good. Um, the other thing is just the flexibility is just not there to like jump on bandwagons. And you know that the slowest price movers are defenders. So like I like having the upside to be able to hop on like the mid price mids and forwards and having an extra slot there seems good. And clean sheets, you know, are the really long term pick. And like maybe when you wildcard game makes six or seven and we have a clear picture of like what's happening, then you go five at the back and you don't really have an issue because you know more information. But right now, you know, we don't know which mid-price players in forward or midfield are going to be firing, or how many of them? But I, I like having that flexibility to be able to, you know, to, to to hop around and have some fun there. So I guess those are the only two reasons, perhaps. I, I think what you, what? big time yes for me on both of those reasons. And the last reason is that there's probably we all assume that there's actually a four-zero playing guy, and that is not that is not you know. Not relevant. Like Lundstrom, Foro playing guy, there might be like Rico, there might be Kelly, like whatever. But having a bench guy that it is the lowest possible price in the game that you can actually sub in and get minutes is good. And, you know, so I want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that point too. Um, okay. Tio on Slack. Thoughts on a Montoya Lundfuck rotation for the first five game weeks? Away Bournemouth, home Wet Spam, home Southampton, away Chelsea, home Burnley. 
that doesn't seem that good. <laughs> away away <laughs> Chelsea thinking. just kind of <laughs> stuck in there. Like home, I, home West Ham, that's like not good. Yeah, I mean, I really think that away Palace Bournemouth. is the best. Palace is the best team to rotate with Montoya. I, I've been, I was looking at it for a little while, and that's what I came to. So for a while, I was, I, I was on Gilbert and Montoya because I think it's reasonable to start Montoya for all. Of the first, dude. Six. Do you realize that Villa are just bad? Like they are full. They're bad. No, they're they're good. not good. No, they're not. They're no, no, not. They're good. They're good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they bought a new team. No, but I'm talking about just bad. even for rotation purposes. I think you can start a Brighton defender for the first six game weeks, <laughs> except for game week four away Man City, and I think you know away. Palace is a pretty good game week four. And, you know, so like if you have like, you know, an attacking fullback on, even if Villa are bad, I think that that's like a pretty reasonable like rotation thing. Yeah. The thing, the, the Palace has home Villa game week four. Well, yeah, they play each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but right. Good one. Good one. Good one. All right. But right. Like that's Villa's that. attack is probably going to be better than Palace's, right? Like, is that crazy to say? I don't think there's a team's attack that's worse than us. That's I think we're I mean. the worst attack in the league. That's what I mean. So between the two, I'd oh, rather have the defense there. against the worst attack I, in the league. That was a high IQ play. I see what you did there. You yeah. flipped the script on me. Yeah, However, I, I cornered you. Uh, our, the the other difference that is not mentioned in the quality of attack is how like solid we are defensively. So. Yeah, yeah. Palace very good defense. No, that that's right. all. That's all fair. Um, Every time you say Gilbert's name correctly, I have to in my head like remember that his name's Gilbert. Fred Gilbert. It's fucking yeah. I'm not gonna lie. DW on side. Who's your favorite punt to start the season? And we're both Robinson, right? Oh yeah. Uh, Jeff D on side. Do we avoid City defense for now? And Jack on side. With Laporte as a doubt, how is life without City defense from the start? Maybe I'm pretty excited about Freddie Woodman in my team. Actually, that might be my new favorite punt. Who? Last Woodman. Oh, Such dude, a, that's Woodman. amazing. It's so good. It's just so nice to have a red flag that like you don't yeah. care about. I love that. We could we could actually wank our benches every week with Woodman because he's not even on the team. That's the best thing ever. Oh, that's so good. Okay, well, the question was about city defense or whatever. Yeah, just city defense in general. Like, is it okay to go without? And Laporte's a doubt. And like, what? Do we just avoid? What's the deal? Um, and for me, this is why think? I have Ederson, and that's what I talked about at the beginning of the pod. Is yeah. like I am really sketched out. I have no idea who's going to start. Cancelo's coming in. I I literally know none of the starters, and Laporte is knocked or something. So I don't. I have no idea. Ederson is extremely safe. City are. Gonna keep a lot of cleans. You know, Pep's teams always do. Their defense is really, they don't allow any shots, et cetera. They're gonna keep 20 cleans. So not going with them doesn't seem great to me because we know they're gonna keep, keep around 20 cleans. So I want that. Um, but I think it's reasonable to avoid maybe at the beginning with a plan to get one of the 5 5 guys in, I guess. Yeah, I mean, or you just go like Zinchenko. I I, I think Laporte's going to play. I mean, I, I think, think he was starting with Zinchenko or Stones is totally fine. Starting with either of them. Yeah, yeah Laporte. I don't know. <clears throat> he wasn't even on the bench, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We just don't know. 
I think it's fine to start with Zinchenko for sure. I, I, he does feel just like a small smidge safer than Stones because there's just the Angelino kid looks like he's not ready to go, and he just doesn't really have a replacement yeah, no for Zinchenko with Mendy out. Yeah, he can always play on a Mendy. I mean, I just don't don't know what the fuck's happening there. So the port. I think that's fine. Two but, hours ago, dinner retweeted the port was uh, warming up with the with the main group, with the mains, the ones. Yeah, he's probably fine. So probably I mean, I think fine. that if you want to go there and just have the safety, I think that Laporte's fine. And the other thing, like right, worst case is if he misses one game, you get your little Lundstrom boy up. Like you get a point or whatever. It's not the end of the world, but you're gonna set you set yourself up for with that solid pick for the long term for as long as you want. Yeah, it. So I kind of I want. Yeah. I might go back to Laporte. I mean, the thing you said about him getting like the goals and shit—that's not true. I definitely disagree with that. Like he he scored three goals. Last time he was a starter, sixteen seventeen scored two goals. Before that, three goals has like the XG underlying to back it up. Like they were, he wasn't overperforming. He's actually underperforming. His underlying in all of those well, seasons. What are you waiting for? Why did you wait until hour three of the pod to bring that in? Because I didn't open the page. <laughs> oh, good one, <laughs> good one. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, yeah, I might, I could, I could see a world where I go Laporte <clears throat> over Ederson and go back to Pope. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Could happen, but then I'd have okay. to drop one of my defenders, which I don't know about, or go five at the back. Okay. Either either way, these two players are good. Zinch obviously a risk and will be a transfer waiting to happen, but could be okay to start with. Likewise for Stony Boy. Yeah. And I think I mean they're having a piece of city defense is great because yep. like you said, yeah, that's that's good. House of Kane on site, Jesse Boy, rank Fraser, Zaha, and Perez. I can afford two. I mean, Wilf looks like he's not an option in any way, shape, or form today, right? Yeah, what's the, the, what the hell's going on with that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. He's like he hasn't played. He didn't play a single a minute, minute in preseason, and he's handing in transfer requests and shit. So that's yeah, it's, it's this it's question answers itself. Yeah, it's the other two guys. Um, but really, the answer is Callum Robinson and whoever else you want. Exactly, or McGinn, or both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tio on side. Who's your favorite six-five striker to to start the first five-ish? So he's just looking for the short-term guy. Oh God, it's so disgusting. <laughs> it's really just gross. Like, the who, thing is, it like looks it looks gross, but there will be at least one of these guys who's just like gold. Um, at least one of the six fives or six O's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I mean. There's that's way I mean. more six O's that interest me than six fives. If I'm yeah, honest, yeah. I mean, there's Che, there's Dingy Boy, there's the new fucking kid that Brighton bought. You know, there's some six guys, but I, I, I mean, I've kind of come back around on Wood. He's I like not. I mean, he's not the most skilled. He's not the most skilled player. I'm sure you've heard that before about Chris Wood. But I mean, you know, that Burnley team is so. It's like McNeil must look around at training and be like, "How am I on this team of like yeah. fucking like like carpenters and like car mechanics? Like, <laughs> like what did I, what is happening?" But Wood just like knows how to score and he knows how to. His movement's always good, and you know, I mean, he's been banging them in preseason. But that aside, like towards the end of last he has like season, nine thousand goals in preseason. <laughs> Have you seen I mean, this they shit? Some, like, yeah, he has <laughs> they nine some goals. Yeah, it's it's dumb. But I mean, he scored ten last year, ten the year before, like in limited minutes. 
I mean, Burnley attack last season seemed like they were doing a little bit more things. And uh, I mean, the J Rod presence is a little bit of a worry. And you yeah. know, he can always not start Wood or would maybe sub him earlier, things like this nature. But he just seems like the best goal scorer. The first to me. two like, fixtures like, you know, are like also pretty good. Like Home Southampton's definitely good. But uh, away Arsenal, yeah. I feel like that's like a, not a, a terrible match for Burnley attack. Like, I feel like, you know, just. Long balls and quick counterattacks, which is what they specialize in, like that could catch Arsenal out. I could see that. I could see yeah. like Wood bullying one of their center backs easily, you know? So I yeah. don't know. But I mean, for me, it that was, was it was yeah. Jerry D for a while. I, but I obviously wouldn't go there unless we get like a clear, like training with the first team press conference type of thing with his injury. But I like his first four fixtures a lot. More than all of these other guys, so I think that's good. I mean, they just bought uh, Welbs. Yeah, they bought Welbs, but uh, you know, Jerry D's better. Um, I mean, a lot of top managers have King. I don't like the pick at all. I don't need to like say that again. I, I ranted about him last pod, but I, I that. Like just following a top team, like a bunch of top managers into into the depths with King, and then you know dealing with him later is probably not bad. Like they're not stupid; they're good managers. So you know that's a thing. I don't know. Yep. Would you would you start like over any of these guys, or would you start like? I don't fucking know. I mean, this is part of the. I I, I have no it's part of the reason you're not I, shopping I feel, in this bracket. This is what I feel the least secure about in the whole game is the six five million and under forwards about predicting which ones. Like right. I have no fucking clue. And, and Ings has home Liverpool in game too. So like, yeah, I just. I mean, at least he can he can play in that game this year. But I just I just <laughs> yeah. have no idea. I mean, it's that the best thing that I've. Came to the realization was that I have no fucking idea, and I'm not trying to figure it out anymore. And I'm just like I ran away from it. So right, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the that. reason I was shouting a guy like Wesley, who like I've never seen kick a ball in my life, <laughs> aside you from my pre come for Aston Villa. It's just like at least he has the fixtures. Like at least one through five, you know, away Spurs, but then he has home Bournemouth, home Everton, away Palace, home West Ham. Like that's better. That's like a better reason to have him than almost all of these guys, in my opinion. So that's why I was talking about him. But yeah, um, Brad on side. Yeah, we kind of answered this. And then the other one is Salah, Sterling, Mane, Aguero, Obs, Kane are the premiums. Rank them from best to worst. Um, I mean, I don't even know what this means. <laughs> they have prices and stuff that matter, but. And, it, and it still comes back to the thing you can't compare like the midfielder to the forward because you have to figure out who the second player is, like who the cheap mid and who the cheap forward is, or whatever that you're you're pairing with that player. So yeah, I think it realistically you throw it out the window, and and I would look at captaincy first and make sure that you're you've got your two guys are good captaincy. You know, play together yeah. well with captaincy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Barry and on Slack, look into the crystal ball. It's game week six, and you're flying. What's gone right for you? I love this question. 
I love that question because so I don't good. spend enough time. I don't spend enough time in that crystal ball because I'm usually just like I'm going to be at least two million rank after game week six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the okay. So Montoya would have had one like fifteen pointer. I just clean assist and bones. Yeah, Aubameyang will be like the top goal scorer at that point. And I would have spiked like insane captaincy hall on Kane when everyone else had like a Mo blank. Yeah, that's my. Those are my things. What are your things? And Woodman comes in off the bench for a fucking barnstorm. <laughs> Woodman returns on loan. Ederson misses the game. Uh, and well, obviously for both of us, Callum Robinson is just taking for the entire season. Well, I see. I don't. I don't like that. Wouldn't surprise me. Like that's just like an expected thing. Like yeah. that's going to happen. Okay, so I was looking okay, at the okay. other spots. You know? Okay, okay. I mean, for me, it would be Allaire is just. As good as I want him to be, right out the gate, like I, he's just know, like he, better than Jimenez, right? And I, I expect him to be, and you know, home city, he should probably blank, but like at Brighton, at Watford, home Norwich, at Villa, I need like Allaire, a lot of points, a lot of goals and assists, and maybe even on pens if Nobles out. And the other thing that would really carry me, I mean, a lot of people have Everton D. I, I don't think a lot of people have double though. I would need like some cleans, like you know. Three cleans or something like that in the first six, which they have the fixtures to do, but it's still a big ask and some attacking returns probably. That's probably how I'd get there. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, great question, Ivanski on Slack. Does the addition of Keane improve Rich or Siggy? Does the loss of Gay and Zuma hurt Coleman or Dean more? Well, the loss of Gay and Zuma hurts them equally, I would say, but the addition of Keane. And Rich doesn't really pass or create chances, which is why he's good in FPL, to be fair. And Siggy deceptively also doesn't really create anything in open play. Like he, a lot of his XA and key passes and all the chances created and all that shit come from set plays. So I think actually the addition of Keane improves Coleman and Dean more uh, to the level where. I'm more excited about them, which is how I started. But if between just Rich and Siggy, it's got to be Siggy. I agree. I think that the addition of Keen, I, DCL was like the reason why Siggy started getting a lot of points at the end of the season. Right. right? Like yeah. The hold up, hold and, up stuff. Yeah. and letting him run. Like Keen, I've watched maybe 45 minutes of him play, like as subs from Juventus highlights or one game I watched or something. Yeah. I don't believe him to be the same type of player, so I think that that's a thing. Um, I mean, the gay, all the things, losses of defense is just kind of similar to like what we mentioned. Like, no, I'm not confident that Everton are going to keep a bunch of clean sheets. It's fucking Everton. Like, they're like an eighth to sixth place side, and Silva's not a defensive manager. They just press like fuck and hope that little T Rex Fuckford at the back. And yeah, like and Kelly was just like. Silva is a madman. <laughs> it's like hell yeah, go on. <laughs> so like you know they they need they need things to go right during the game to keep cleans. They don't set up for it really. So right, 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 right. whatever, Dean. But like Keen, you said, earlier, yeah. I mean, he does, the, Keen doesn't have a history of any creativity. So like, I mean, he seems like the just shot on sight guy. I mean, he played limited minutes, so his per nineties are kind of like you know. Not enough sample. Yeah, they're like weighted heavily. Subs have better per 90s than starters, but he was shooting 3.42 per 90 last season with Juve. That's a lot. 
that's like that's shooting constantly that's, with yeah. with under a key pass for Nundy. So like he's he's a box striker goal scorer. So I mean like the one caveat with that is though, I mean when you're coming on against the tired legs and it's like the high per 90, like extrapolating, like getting to play fresh as fuck for 15 minutes. Right. And then, like, that's a little misleading, but you no, know, take your point. So, I mean, it's, it's just a question mark and this is another thing, right? I mean, Everton have gone through some fairly reasonable changes. I mean, they're going to have a new center back. They're going to have a new DM. They're going to have a new striker. So it remains to be seen how these things fit in, you know, but no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. he started. I'm just looking at Keane a little bit harder, but he started four of the last ten matches that he appeared in for Juve, and in those he got 13 shots, which is super solid, and he got five key passes. So you know, like around, yeah, around like one key pass per start he was doing for Juve mm, when he yeah. was starting, but a lot of shots, and the yeah, we like that, and and good like XG and stuff. So. Yeah, I don't yeah, expect definitely, him. Yeah. yeah, no, he'll probably be good. I mean, he did set a really high target of goals for himself this season. <laughs> seven. I can't um, believe that I mean, shit. It's Fuck pretty seven, I mean, dude. Oh my it's god, it's pretty safe to say he'll hit that mark. But yeah. Keen might, Keen think, might come in the side soon. Like once he's, yeah, he I mean, nails it down. He's yeah, seven is a similar, good price. Seven's a good price. I mean, it's similar to Allaire, where it's like, you know, you have Callum, right? And you see the first two, and then you're like, all right, well, these two players both could be sexy boys, and that's yeah. an easy swap. That's like actually exactly running, what so. I'm thinking about with Callum. I, I don't think it's even in the remote same category. If you want to start game week one, it's Allaire all day, not close. I mean, we don't know if Keane's going to start. We just, yeah, he's he not won't. played a minute for them. He probably won't, and we don't know how fast or slow. He's going to get integrated into the team, so that's the thing for sure. But he's definitely a monitor. But yeah, I mean, if, he, if, if Keen was eight, do you think that would have been totally unreasonable? No, no, not at all. Yeah, I think like, been I, th- I was expecting I think seven five with like a, yeah, maybe he'll be eight. No, yeah, I th- I think seven is unreasonable. I think they mispriced him. I think, I think they mispriced him, and I, I'm yeah. so I have Callum, and he, you know, obviously has home Sheffield United away, Villa one two, and then he has home City away, Leicester. Like I'm very much thinking about a game like three, like Callum to Keane. Yeah, could be on the cards. Yeah, if he if he does stuff. Um, Sam on Slack is going with Allaire up front, lone striker acceptable. Have you fucked with any any one striker formations at all? Not at all. No, it's just um, it just makes your bench guarantee nightmare because it's, it's horrible. Two, two no, it's, four, it's, five non-playing players on your bench. It's horrible. I mean, it's just. I think it's just. I think it's really bad. It's there has never been a one striker team that I'm like, oh, that's a great team. It's just there's too much that can go wrong. Like you're, it yeah. just hits waiting to happen. It's it's just in, there's in the upside. theory, just, it's good. It's just the the bench and stuff is just so bad. I think it's. In theory, bad. Like I think the theory behind it is really bad. Like you're yeah. having two dead players and one, usually like a four zero defender or a four five midfielder, and it's just that's not enough. It's just not. Yeah, it's just not good. And yeah, it's just it's not good. So House of Kane, Jesse again. Who's Walsh's Dilva pick this year? Was that last year when he shouted Dilva, who got a bunch of points and then hated him for the rest of the season? No, that was. That was two seasons ago, but regardless, we haven't gotten really a Walsh's balls shout all preseason. Oh, like some, a balls pick? Yeah, so oh maybe it's goodness. time for a little heat check on your balls. I don't have. I don't have one. Okay, 
We never yeah, force no, it. We never force it on anyone. No, I don't. I don't have one where I'm like willing to stake it and say like this yep. is a player that everyone should own that doesn't own. Like yep. it, there's, I don't see a Rondon yet. I, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. not there. Yeah. C type. I mean, I think. Five. I mean, if any, if anything, it would it would probably be like Ioze, but he's in like every team. It's just an obvious pick. So that's right, not right, right. like. You know, all right. What's, what's speaking next? speaking of Iose, C like, should I not get Iose because he's being shouted the same way Jota was last season? That's a good, if that's the best reason I've heard not to have him. Yep, by absolutely, far. absolutely. By like far. me and you, auto including going nuts on him is like a great reason not to have him. Yeah, very good reason not to have him. Yeah, Magic Mike and Phil asking about. Spurs defense, Magic Mike, um, with Trippier gone and Ndombele, it feels like Spurs defense should be drastically improved. Price is slightly under all the other premium defenders. Are Spurs the team to have two defenders from alongside your two Liverpool for monster keeper plus three defensive combo? And then Phil said, any thoughts on KWP now that Trippier's left? Yeah, I guess we touched a little bit on KWP. We touched on KWP, yeah. Yeah, but the main, I mean, I, I flirted with, with Toby a little bit. Um, I, I do think that they're priced well when you look around yeah. the defender prices and you just see them all at 5-5. Five, five. The, the main issue is that there's just no attacking intent. Like, there's just nothing there. I mean, the only player, I mean, Rose, uh, just so he's just so bad. But they still have Davis there, and I expect him to still play some, and... Sanchez is like the only player I ever see there that looks like he could get a header, score a header. I mean, Toby somehow has just turned into a pumpkin, hasn't scored in like dog's years. And Vert, we know what he is. So that that's the main thing for me. And they don't get bonus points really either. So For me, it's also the fixtures. I mean, if they had like some sort of Everton opening run where I'm like, okay, they could get like seven in ten cleans or something crazy like that. But I mean, two of the first four, I, I, I very much do not expect to clean. They have a way city, a way arsenal. Like yeah, those are like that's just a good point. awful. So yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point, and it, it does speak why KWP is a workable asset because you can rotate him, but you can't rotate a five-five guy. You just no team's going to be able to afford to do that. Yeah, and like yeah, like you said, game week two and four. I mean, that's probably two points. Total in those two yeah, games, two I would anticipate total, something like that, and which you, which is not where you want to be. So yeah, not great. You know. Um, Mr. Tools had a trillion questions as usual. I just picked one. Are we just set on no Coon, and if so, why? Is Salah, Sterling, and Coon too much to stretch to? Yeah, I'm so not set on that. I have a very easy way to get there with my two premiums. So I just want to wait and see. I mean, I still, even though he gets subbed off early, I'm not buying that Jesus is going to be taking minutes from him. No, I don't buy that. And I still like Kuhn as a home captaincy option more than Raz. It just still feels better to me. And it must be said again, we mentioned it last a couple pods ago, but the lack of pens that they got in numbers is was very weird to me when you look at some other teams like United who get ten. And I don't think that, you know, a golden boot from Kuhn this year would surprise one person in the world. No, so I, I think I think Kuhn will come into teams once he's back, probably game week two. I expect him to start that game. He loves playing against the potato heads, so yeah, I think Kuhn should definitely be in, in thoughts. You know, yeah. I, I think you should be thinking about him for sure. But yeah, but, but, but that could also be a wild card one where we're like, all right, like Kuhn and like because their fixtures after the first three is like, all right, 
So and you, it gets to the like home Brighton at Norwich, like home Watford at Everton, home Wol- like it's just like all these teams you just look at and you're like they're going to score goals. So maybe you just go both. I don't know. Yeah. I, Kuhn is a great pick and weirdly, yeah. weirdly under owned and under talked about. I, what I was going to say is, according he to this website, United, United got 12 penalties last season. Whatever. Kuhn has 20% ownership right now. Just oh, saying. Wow. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. But Sydney Which only is got too four, high because Sydney only got four pens. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And if 20, I mean, 20% is too high. You should not own him in your game week one team. He's not going to play. He's not going to start the game week one. Like, if, if Sané's not fit, Jesus is going to play. I mean, Kuhn didn't get a minute off the bench. Like, I mean, that's right? Or is yeah. that crazy? No, I, I expect Kuhn to not play. I mean, he could, obviously, but probably yeah. won't play game week one. So it's silly. If he, I mean, if he was ahead of Jesus for the game week one, he would have came off the bench, right? To play 70 or whatever? I think so. I, don't, I mean, I don't think he don't even know. was on know. the bench. See, this, I don't even know. This is this problem with City. We're talking about this shit. I don't even know. Alex right, Chester Bester. Wait, how long are we right now? Okay, we, we could we could finish the questions. Alex okay. Chester Bester on Slack is Laka is that viable Arsenal coverage for game week one and two? Easy transfer to Vars in game week three. He's a little injured though. Yeah, the the last part of the question is the one that sticks out. Is he's a little bit injured? Um, I, I think Lacazette's like reasonably priced and will be reasonable value again. Yep. We, it's it's hard to know what's going to happen when they put Pepe in that team because they were already like the third best attack in the league last year, and Pepe is a real player. Yeah, so they could just be going fucking absolute insanity, like running all over the place and just scoring a lot of goals this year. So I like the Laka shout, but the, the the injury is putting me off a little bit there. I must say, yeah. Definitely, and and also it's just it's always hard with the in between premium mid price guys when his strike partner Aubameyang is like just a nailed on incredible pick who doesn't really get rotated and is a better captaincy. So it's like it's like yeah. hard to fit in Laka, but I I do yeah. like the pick and and really rate the player, and I think I agree with you that like. Their front three from left to right of Obs, Laka, Pepe, like should be fucking really good. So yeah, I, I'm I'm in on that. The one thing I've noticed though with Laka, like I've been playing around, is that it's then it gets to be Laka versus K, KDB sort of because same price, right. you know, it's just your formation. Right. Unless if you if it would put you into like a one striker, but and KDB but, um, expect over a season to definitely outscore him. Yeah, like Laka's like ceiling is like KDB's floor to me, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean that's, it, that's a tough one. It's tough with the we talked about this one on the premium pod, I think. But like, what's Laka's upside? And my answer was minutes. Like, if he just plays, that's the front three all season, and he plays thirty one hundred minutes, and Emery settles into a side, then like that's his upside. We haven't seen that yet, and that's where yeah. he could get like twenty goals and t- double digit assists, and you know, and. He's like the best value striker in the game. Yeah, he could actually do that. But. Yeah, he could. Trigger happy on Slack. Triple Bournemouth, given their fixtures and value, yay or nay? Disgusting. I mean, I'm fucking disgusted by that, but the, I'm, I'm, we're bad. So other The main problem other with it, like, is yeah. to me, is just game weeks three and four, where you just, I mean, especially three city, where you just don't want any Bournemouth players. Um, but I mean, triple assumes that you have King, who I think is garbage. But Wilson and Fraze, like I don't hate Wilson and Fraze. That's probably fine. Yeah, I, I also don't hate that. I think they're just 
good, safe picks. Exactly. You know the team's gonna be good. I mean, you know it's whatever. He's you know what? Yeah, Fucking they're good. Bournemouth, dude. Fuck Bournemouth. <laughs> All right, there's seven more questions. Let's fucking speed dial this shit. Matt on Slack, lots of talk of early wild cards. How many game weeks would you want to leave it before you think you've got a solid enough base of stats slash eye tests to make long term decisions on players, particularly the soupy slash value options? Like three or four. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that we haven't talked about with early wild card, and you kind of mentioned it when you were talking about um, like defenders and clean sheets and five at the back is when you mentioned it. Is like, I think you would construct your team differently with much more of an eye on long-term players, like you know, like your calves and stuff that neither of us have in right now, and you know, so there would be less like soupy-ish guys in there just to begin with. Um, yeah. TGC on like is Vardy and Perez too much? I don't think so. No. Yeah, um, I, I was on Vardy all preseason until basically yesterday when I finally. Took him out and, and spread the money out a little more. I, I love Vardy this season. Yeah, I, I also think Vardy's a really solid pick. I think they're both solid picks. I think what it, what it really came down to with me with Vardy is like he's in that awkward price bracket where he kind of prevents you from getting another premium. And yeah. then there are options below him that allow such a significant upgrade elsewhere that it's tough to put him in at nine, I've, I've been finding. And, and I, he does also honestly compete with that Lacazette. I mean, he's a little injured, but you know, I'm not sure who's better there, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's pretty much it. But no, I, I, if you if you feel good with him and you and you you like Lester, I think that he's a totally and you like the rest of your team. I think he's totally fine. Like if you're happy captaining Mo, like the first five game weeks, like you know, you don't need another premium play. You know, you could put Raz and Vards, and 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 that could be like your three, and and you can have a fine eleven. You know, so yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um. Give me Tio. Give me your balls to the wall punt. You know your pod partner will hate, but you love. Oh my goodness! That's kind of a funny question. Uh, who would you I mean, hate? I, you're, that just, I had look, you're just you just immediately went to like the team drop down and clicked on Aston Villa. I know yeah, you did. So like probably. I'll like, let you. I'll let you go. First. Yeah, just Graylish from again. I guess probably right. Yeah, like, you would hate again. those picks. I fucking hate them. Hate absolutely hate them. Yeah, or like a Norwich guy. Also, you would hate just basically any promoted player not named Cal Robinson. I think you would just shit on me for owning. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. I don't like you. You love the like. I don't know if there are players I love that you don't love. Um, like uh, that is just am that I too question loving. I even, you're a lover, not a hater. That's true. You just have so much love to give. Yeah, to be, so this would all be so easy if you just had like Josh King. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I hate him, so we both hate him. Who else do you? Uh, who else is? I'm trying to think of someone I hate that you might own. I mean, I don't like the KWP <laughs> pick. I don't hate him. He's a little fucking baby kid. How could I hate a little <laughs> shit? But I don't like the pick, and <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. All right. Um, all right. Okay, two more questions. TJC again. <laughs> I listened again to the postseason pod. If you're going to be more conscious this season, what are your top two to three bullet points for you that you'll remind yourself of every week? If I'm going to be like, opposed to being like unconscious, I don't <laughs> no, understand. Because part of the thing I guess we talked about in the postseason was like taking notes or whatever. Like you and the, I remember referencing the you in general pod about like how he, he like he like general like writes on a post-it note or some shit like the movie's gonna make on Monday and then on Friday he like revisits the post-it note 
Oh, I'm not going to do that at all. I, I think I'm just going to talk to people. I'm not going to talk to like people besides you, like individually <laughs> for advice. I'm just not going to do that. Like if it's chatting, like, like I put my boy? team. No, like Davy Boy is like get Leno, and I'm like fuck, <laughs> you know. Like all we do is fuck with each other. Yeah, so, Davy like, Boy's on, on one shoulder, I'm on the other. <laughs> yeah, like when I talk to people individually, like it just has me questioning and second guessing myself. So I'm that's that's my one thing. Yeah, like but again, like chatting like more macro with like all the lads. Like I'm always going to be in there doing that, like with my team no, or whatever. But like saying. I'm not, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you have I anything? Don't, like I don't know what my thing is. I mean, just like heavy at the back, get City and Liverpool players. Like really, really yeah. basic, you know, basic shit yeah. to try and prevent myself from like tinkering out Raz or, or Salah or something. Like that. Um, yeah. Last question, Bennett on Slack. Would you rather, one, an invite to Vardy's end of season house party, two, Eddie Howe has to give every interview under lie detector and gets abuse for every lie. Or three. What kind of abuse? What kind of abuse? I don't know. Unspecified. Uh, or three. Okay. Jack and John Joe become a fixture in everyone's team after a blistering start until they both get suspended by their clubs for a brawl with each other over a bottle oh of absinthe in a, over a bottle of absinthe <laughs> in a nightclub on the eve of West Ham versus Newcastle <laughs> FA Cup semifinal. <laughs> Obviously, the third one runs away with it. It's so good. It's just that's great. There's so much color but, uh, yeah, in that question. Yeah, that's great. That's a lot of flavor. A lot of flavor in that question. The, the, the abuse needs to be specified. If it was bad enough, I might might turn to two because I don't want everyone to own John, Joe, and Jack. I just want it to be. I want them to be our friends. Yeah, that's true. You just want them on like your your Gumars, not everyone's Gumars. Yeah, or like us and Slack. Like I don't want the world to. They don't deserve them. Did you ever watch Twin Peaks? You don't like it, right? I I I watched like half of it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, the slow music's happening again!" And I just couldn't keep going. Well, at one point, Wyndham Earl puts this like electric collar around Leo, and he just like gives him an insane shock whenever Leo doesn't do exactly what he says. And I did. That's what I imagine when I hear like the lie detector abuse. Like how it just gets like fucking like, and he's just like, "Fuck." <laughs> Yeah, that would that would be a thing. The press conferences would just be must-watch TV. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. The double Wilson lies and misinterpretations from the press is gonna oh, be so my God. good this year. It's gonna be so good. Can't yeah, Harry wait. Wilson, I fucking love. Not just because he's Liverpool. Just watch his goals comp. Like they're not like the other comps. Like his goals are fucking worldies. He's just a left foot. His left foot is just like a thunder bastard machine. So. One to watch there, maybe. But um, all right, dude. And that was a fucking gigantic pod. Um, I think we're both totally ready for game week one and are not going to tinker from now until the beginning of the season. So anything else you want to talk about or should I just slap some asses and get out of here? No, I think this was a big, big effort for us. I mean, we'll again, you know, we'll have our final teams probably Thursday night late. Or Friday morning, depending on what you're up to. Yeah, line up. Put up on the website and with our little, you know, write ups of each player, our decisions like we do every week. And we'll, you know, obviously keep doing the lambs. Yeah, I guess new people don't know what that is. We write lineup lamentations before the deadline of every game week where we say who we're starting, who we're captaining, what transfers we made, and just little write ups of like why and what we expect from the player, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so ton of new signups. We're actually fucking here. The season's fucking here. So everyone's signing up and going nuts. 
It's kicking off. Let's slap some asses. We got Jeremy S. Montan, Andre Perez, Jokin, Alexander Wood, Val, Tomska, Alex Bester, Brad Hutchison, M. Highland, George Evans, Owen, and Pete Ford. Get the fuck in there, you dirty sons of bitches. <laughs> Do you have any, any anything else, or this is going to be uh, No, we got to get the fuck out of here. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com slash FMLPL. Subscribe, rate, and review. Cheers!